Hello, I'm Brian Lowe, and this is the USA Rugby League Show. The Rugby League World Cup America's Region Qualifiers top this week's show, and we talk with Danny Kazanjian from the RLIF. We're also joined by USA Hawks head coach Sean Rutkison to talk about the final trial game before the national train-on squad is named for that series. And former Tampa Mayhem player Andrew Zuluaga stops by to chat about his call-up for the Latin Heat. You've seen them online and in print, so you know they specialize in authentic rugby league merchandise. When you want your favorite team's jersey, whether it's club or country, order it directly from MazCourtBrowns.com. MazCourt Browns, proud partners of the USA Rugby League Show. If you need a better way to turn business leads into sales, choose Momencio. It's an event enablement tool for trade show exhibitors. Momencio is more than just lead capture. It gives customer engagement insights. For more information, go to Momencio.com. This is the USA Rugby League Show with your host, Brian Lowe. Well, it's now my very great pleasure to welcome to the show the newly appointed, recently appointed Rugby League International Federation Global Operations Manager, Danny Kazanjian. Hello, Danny. Welcome to the show. Thank you very much, Brian. Okay, let's get straight to it. Uh, first of all, I wanted to talk with you uh, regarding the confirmation of the Rugby League World Cup, the 2021 Rugby League World Cup, America's Region Qualification Series that's happening in November, mid-November. It's going to be happening in Jacksonville in Florida, so we're all going back there again, which is great. So let's talk about that. So um, it's just been, been confirmed, although you know we've, we've been working on it for some time, haven't we? Yeah, that's right. It's the end of a lengthy months-long process, uh, which included uh, a consultation with all the participating countries about the best hosting venue. And the the corollary of that was that Jacksonville and the USARL was the most natural place to host it. As you alluded to, we went there in 2015 for the 2017 qualifiers. Um, it was a really well-run event by USARL. Um, and a good experience for all the teams, and I'm delighted that we're going back to Jacksonville this year. Yeah, I think it's a great spot, one of my favourite uh, cities in, in the country. Uh, let's talk about the format, because uh, Chile, the South American champions, for the very first time, will be taking part, so we're going to have a four-team uh, series this time rather than a three-team. That means you've had to change the, the format of the game, so what are, what are we doing? Well, the, the format will see... Four teams, as you mentioned, um, it's effectively a, a semi-final final format. So we have drawn the first round of fixtures based on the world rankings. So Canada will play Jamaica and then USA will play Chile, USA being the highest ranked of all four teams. The winners will then play one another in the second round. And the winner of that match will qualify automatically for the 2021 Rugby League World Cup in England. And the second place team, in other words, the loser of the uh, that match against the winners of, of the round one games, will be offered the opportunity to play in the world repertoire, details of which will be uh, disseminated in, in due course. Um, it's the biggest America's World Cup qualification competition in the sports history. We understand, we know that the, the sport in that region is fairly young, but it is indicative of the, the, the direction of travel, the, the, go, the growth and the demand for the sport in that part of the world, um, which is, as you mentioned, uh, best represented by the inclusion of Chile. 
the the growth of the game in South America, the the, the interest that more than a few countries have shown in the sport and the progress they've made um, just through their own passion and through their grassroots growth has been has been really um, incredible. Um, and I think that by the time we get around to the 2025 World Cup qualifiers, which won't be all that long in the future, I don't think, as we're starting to plan further and further ahead, is going to be a, a, a much broader uh, qualification pool. So it's an excellent direction of travel. Um, and I think the quality of the, the teams involved is also improving as well. So really excited to see how the competition pans out. Oh, I think it'll be a fairly interesting series myself. Um, now, just briefly touching on the fact of the 2025 uh, World Cup, given the, the recent uh, fallout or whatever you want to call it from the, the Denver Test match and the England uh, and New Zealand rugby leagues not being, as far as we're aware anyway, being paid what they were supposed to be paid by the promoter, has that cast any doubt on the uh, staging of the 2025 Cup in North America? Well, I, I can say, Brian, that the International Federation Board and Chief Executive are in close contact with More Sports International. There is an ongoing dialogue there between us and that company. Um, so any announcements will be made in, in due course. But there is there is no reason for alarm or panic at this stage. It, it's just it's just an ongoing dialogue with that with that company. So more crisis merchant reporting, perhaps. Well, the the, the report. I'm, I'm not aware of any specific reports that you may be referring to, um, but there there is a, a discussion um, between New Zealand Rugby League and the RFL, including the RLIF um, as a mediator with with More Sports International. I'm not privy to the um, to the level of conversation that the two national federations are having with More Sports International, because lest we forget, it was in fact. Uh, a, a test match that was organised by those two national federations and more sports international. But clearly, the RLIF does have a vested interest in, in that company due to um, its its uh, link with the 2025 World Cup. So I think we should just wait for the board deliberations and the, and the conversation to proceed with more sports international. And, and any, any factual information will be released by... Uh, one of the New Zealand Rugby League, the RFL, or, or the RLIF in due course. Yeah, well, we've got a bit of time of that on that one, of course. Now, let's uh, while we're talking about the RLIF, uh, some some interesting developments going on there. That's right. Um, I joined in in September. Um, the International Federation's been an organisation that's been around in one guise or another since the 1930s, I believe. Um, in its current format since uh, uh, post-Super League war. Um, and there's a real appetite from everybody involved, starting with the chairman and the board of directors, to make the International Federation uh, a, a substantial IF on the world stage. Um, so there's, there's a, a, a great deal of, of reform that's, that's going on behind the scenes. Uh, the governance reform is uh, reaching its conclusion. Um, it's the best part of, of two years' work by um, the first of all the the governance working group and the the whole the whole board. Um, it's it's still uh, not been absolutely finalised, but the intention is to bring the the international federation into a more modern footing. 
Um, one of the principal objectives is to to have the uh, the inclusion of independent directors. And if you look at any of the the established respected governance codes in the world, such as the Sport and Recreation Alliance Voluntary Code, the Irish uh, Sports Committee Governance Code, the uh, UK Sport and Sport England Code for Good Governance, and the EU principles uh, of good governance, they all really promote a level of independence. And the RLAF's never really had independent directors. And the important thing about independence is that they really allow, as the name would suggest, a, a non-biased, independent, unfettered approach to to any any issue that the boards are dealing with. They're not tied to any national bias or prejudice. Um, and it's a really important step for the International Federation to be to be taking. Aside from the governance, there's there's a number of projects that um, we've been working on, uh, which uh, in, include uh, just reorganising the business of, of the of the RLIF, developing a, a revenue growth strategy, developing the eight year calendar, um, really um, trying to develop the the global conversion business plan, which is the strategy from 2018 to 2025, working on a, a refreshment, a review of the match sanctioning uh, protocol uh, to, to modernise that. Uh, we're working on the level of player avail- availability for international matches. So there's a lot of there's a lot of great work um, on the technical side, uh, streamlining the uh, uh, the technical qualifications that the international federation um, will disseminate. Um, making sure that we've got neutral referees, which is one of the ob- objectives of global conversion come 2025. Um, so so a, a plethora of really substantive projects that the International Federation is now working on to really assume its role as the IF of the sport. All right. Well, sounds like you've got some busy uh, times ahead. That's certainly right, but it's a, it's a, a privilege to be working um, on the international side of the game, and uh, it's it's really important for the for the growth of the sport globally. When there's more demand than ever before, that the international federation really becomes a, a more substantial um, leader of the sport. All right, Danny. Well, look, it's been an absolute pleasure talking with you again. It's been a while, and uh, we look forward to the qualifying series coming up in November. Thank you very much, Brian. In the next segment, we'll be joined by USA head coach Sean Rutkerson to chat about the North versus South select side game and what he's looking for from it. And we'll be right back with that after these messages. USA Hawks merchandise is must-have. Hats, supporters' jerseys, polo shirts, and training shorts for men and women, all by Paladin, are available in the USA Rugby League store. Shop Paladin's USA Rugby League collection at usarl.org. Want more bang for your buck when advertising your business? You could advertise right here. Podcast advertising matches your business with the right listeners, and this could be your ad playing right now. For more info, visit usarl.org to be part of the USA Rugby League show. This is the USA Rugby League Show with your host, Brian Lowe. So, Coach, um, just briefly, the uh, the USA Selects versus Canada Selects game that was proposed to be held in Toronto uh, didn't happen for one of you know a variety of reasons it's disappointing but uh, as a result of all of that the Canadians have had their own trial games internally and uh, the USARL is doing your own as well so let's talk about that so first of all um, when is the game and and uh, what's the idea of it 
go, well, the game's going to be on the 7th of October. And um, the idea behind it is because we didn't get a game against anyone else, um, we need to see how these guys perform uh, under pressure. So we've, got, we've chose, uh, chosen, um, Fred's chosen the side and cut down his North squad to 17 from 23. And I've done the same down south. And we've got a ground and we're organising in uh, Tampa. And we're going to have a, a uh, well, we'll call it an internal trial. There's going to be a, a full-on game where uh, we're going to have 10 interchanges. We're going to play two 40-minute halves and and uh, just to see how these guys fare up. The, the, the biggest thing we're going to see is is how they go with only 10 interchanges. Because, as you know, in our competition, we have unlimited subs. So, well... I told the guys to get fit, and uh, this is, is going to see who's been doing the work. Right. So I guess the idea, as you quite rightly say, is to put him in a in a, a normal game circumstance, if if you will, uh, you know, like the two forty minute halves, but with the limited interchange. So these guys are going to have to play flat out and, and show you what what they're uh, what they're capable of. Correct? Yeah, that's right. That's right. A lot of guys, you know, they get on there and they do some work and they get to get off and have a rest, but. But we can't have that. We just cannot have that unless they're up to the standard. Because this is what we're going to choose our, our squad from. This is for the qualifiers. So this is their, probably their last opportunity to uh, show me what they got. All right. So essentially, what we're talking about is your, your original train-on squad that we uh, we talked about with you and you announced uh, some time ago was was forty. So you're now down to thirty-four, and then following this game, you're going to cut that back as well, right? Yes, going in the qualifiers, obviously we've got to cut that back because we do have some people coming in from overseas. But uh, look, it, it, this is not the be-all and end-all, so there is other factors involved, injuries and all that sort of stuff, availability. Some guys might not be able to even afford to come down to Jacksonville for the qualifiers. So there, there's still there's still you know a whole lot of factors involved. But, but yes, that's what we're we're aiming to do. Right. So this is a domestic-based. Uh squad if you like or, or two squads of domestic based players is is the game uh, I, I know you're not calling it an all-star game like you've already had the North v South all-stars but it's kind of like that in a sense isn't it um, well yeah except uh, I've got to throw a few twists in there I'm going to change the turns around so we're going to get down there on a Saturday and we're going to have like a, we'll have a lighter post session on the Saturday and I'm going to change the teams around and put different people on different teams because I want to see certain people go up against um, other people and, uh, and and test them out and they need to be tested. So, for example, we only have, um, we don't have a, the South team, we don't have a recognised hooker. We, got, we had a back row playing in, in a hooker. So I'll, I'll probably swap around and, and, and give the so-called, you know, South team a hooker and or a half and give the North, you know, maybe one or two of our front rowers or, and, and swap centres around so they're playing against each other. So I need to see these guys playing with different people against guys that they aren't familiar or they are familiar with and, and, and see how they go. Right. Now, as you mentioned earlier, Brent's chosen uh, his, his side to represent the North. You've done likewise with the South. Um, 
when it's all said and done, what kind of squad are you looking at what, what, in terms of numbers uh, to take on? To Because your next thing, of course, you're going to be focused on uh, big time is going to be the, uh, the World Cup qualifiers because that's coming up in November. That's right. Coming up in November. So um, at the end of this game, because we're going to have some, some video footage, and Brent and I are going to have to sit down and go through that, and then we're just going to have to decide on our uh, a preliminary squad. We won't cut it down to 23 straight away. Because, um, as I said, you know, injuries and we've still got a fair bit to go. We'll wait till the actual, you know, the final um, deadline till we do that. But um, basically we're going to sort out who is, from this game, who is definitely not, definitely not going to be involved in the qualifiers. So and there's going to be a few of those. And, and obviously we'll let them know. And oh. the rest of them are still going to have to fight it out. <laughs> yeah, well, it's a final roll of the dice in in a lot of ways, isn't it, for these guys? Yeah, that's what that's what we want. We want them to know that you know the stakes are high. This is an opportunity. So I've been at them all all year about getting their fitness up and getting out in the field and doing all that sort of stuff, extras, and and we'll see who wants it. <laughs> Absolutely. Now, you mentioned earlier, Coach, that uh, there will be some heritage guys in your eventual squad as well. I don't want you to necessarily name them now because you probably can't, but do you have a, a rough idea as to how many we're talking in terms of numbers? Um, got an idea, yeah. Well, you can't tell me, <laughs> can you? No, this stage because we've still, still got to confirm. Same thing for those guys, you know, availability. They've got to pay their own way and um, and... and I've got confirmation off off a few of them, yes, quite a few of them, and uh, and I'm sure there's going to be no problems, but I don't want to say anything just yet. No, fair enough too, because uh, you don't want to give all your secrets away uh, before you have to, do you? Yeah, something like that. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Sean, uh, thanks very much for your time. It's always a pleasure having you on the show. Thanks for having me, appreciate it. Next up, we talk with ex-Tampa forward Andrew Zuluaga, who's just finished his first season in Australia. Want more bang for your buck when advertising your business? You could advertise right here. Podcast advertising matches your business with the right listeners, and this could be your ad playing right now. For more info, visit usarl.org to be part of the USA Rugby League show. You've seen them online and in print, so you know they specialize in authentic rugby league merchandise. When you want your favorite team's jersey, whether it's club or country, order it directly from mascourtbrowns.com. Mascourt Browns, proud partners of the USA Rugby League Show. This is the USA Rugby League Show with your host, Brian Lowe. On the line now, all the way from Australia, is former Tampa Mayhem player Andrew Zuluaga. Andrew, uh, thanks for coming on the show. How you doing? I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. I'm doing good. So, let's get right to it. Uh, first of all, you've been named in the Latin Heat squad for the Emerging Nations World Championship coming up pretty soon. You must be pretty happy about that. Yeah, no, I'm pretty stoked about that. Uh, I'm blessed to have the opportunity, and I'm going to make the most of it, so can't wait. So tell us, how are you eligible for the Latin Heat? Um, my dad is actually uh, 100% Colombian, and he, him and my grandparents were from Colombia. Um, they came over here to America when he was about 17, so um, by having like a direct generation um, of like Spanish heritage, I was able to, to qualify for Latin Heat. 
Okay, now I'm guessing they must have uh, settled in Florida somewhere about because you, as I said initially, were playing for the Mayhem. Yeah, um, initially my dad uh, moved to Virginia because um, his brother was in the Navy, and he, so he stayed with his brother for a little bit. And then when he turned 21, he uh, moved down to Florida with a friend, and he's been to Florida ever since, and that's where I was born and raised, was uh, Tampa, Florida. And up until about eight months ago, I've never really left. <laughs> well, you certainly picked a place a long way away to go to on your first trip, didn't you? Oh, yeah, that's for sure. I'm halfway across the world. <laughs> a big jump. It sure is. Well, listen, let's talk about what you're doing at the moment. What competition are you playing in and who are you playing for? Um, I'm playing in the uh, TDRL uh, competition. It's a country country football, um, and I play for uh, Charles Towers Miners A grade. Okay, now for those who don't know, that's in North Queensland, and you're a little bit inland from Townsville. If they want to look on a map for where Charters Towers is, uh, yes, so yes, North Queensland, and I'm in like the like rural country area of uh, of, of Australia. You sure are. It gets pretty hot there. I can tell you why. What about the drought? You guys affected by that? Oh uh, yeah, now the drought it's pretty bad right now. They haven't had much rain over the past five years, and. You know, a lot of farmers are losing, you know, their properties and stuff like that. And everything's really brown around here. There's a lot of, you know, wildfires. you got to be careful. You know, there's a limitation on how much water you can use. You can't have fires in your backyard. So it's pretty rough around here. The heat, heat is something else. Yeah, I, I know. I, I spent some time in Townsville uh, years ago. absolutely got that. Okay, so, so what position do you play for your team, and, and what are your goals? I mean, you, this season is already finished, but let's let's talk about what you're going to do after that. Um, so right now I play uh, in the forward pack. Um, I started out playing a prop, but towards the end of the season, uh, my coach moved me around at lock and second row, so just depending on what we had in um, – in that lineup for the week because uh, I play for the Miners. Um, it's a mining town, so on a week-to-week basis, um, the team tends to change because we have a lot of mine and shift workers, so we don't always have the same team. So um, I played every game this season, but I had to play in a couple different positions, but I'm glad I got the chance to because, you know, it got, got opened up my game a whole lot more, and you got to see a different side of uh, a footy, and you're not just running straight anymore. You got to, you know, run the right lines and, have a little bit of ball skills and footwork, so I'm, I'm glad that uh, I got to play a couple positions. Um, my ultimate goal, though, uh, is I want to be selected for the USA World Cup team. I would like to represent USA and uh, get an opportunity to play in the next World Cup, but we'll see how the cards play, And but that is my ultimate goal. That's a good uh, issue to talk about right there. Uh, because you're playing for the Latin Heat, I was going to ask you, are you also eligible for the Hawks? Uh, yes, I should uh, still be eligible for the uh, USA Hawks. Um, I don't see why not, uh, as far as I'm concerned, because I don't believe um, the Latin Heat will be able to compete in the World Cup because it's multiple countries to make one team. So I'm not sure how that works. So like, there's a lot of guys on the Latin Heat squad here in um, Australia that are on my team that are actually um, Chile. They just got um, approved to, to try out for the... Uh, World Cup, so they'll be in uh, in October, uh, a few weeks after this emerging nation, we'll be going against the USA Hawks, uh, Jamaica and Canada, um, Chile, so and there's a couple guys on my Latin team that will represent Chile and, and hopefully to uh, try and earn a spot for the World Cup. We'll see what happens, but I'm, 
uh, there's no reason I shouldn't be eligible to play for USA because I'm a USA citizen. Exactly. I was going to say the Latin Heat, as you quite rightly point out, is is not a an internet. Well, it is an international team, but it's 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 like a an all star team or, or select side, uh, for want of a better term. It's not a a national team as as such. So I guess uh, having been born and raised in the U.S., you you probably are eligible for the Hawks. Yeah. Um, as far as I'm concerned, yeah, I don't. I haven't had uh, any problems with that. So and if. The guys on my on my Latin Heat team can play for to represent Chile. Then I would imagine I'd be able to do the same thing because you know it's just one team of multiple countries, and the, but you still get to represent you know your country if you're selected for your your country squad. So. Um, if they can do it, I would imagine I'd be able to do it for USA as well. So. Yeah, I, I would think you'd probably be right about that. Now, let's get back to uh, your uh, what you're doing in, in Queensland and Australia at the moment. Uh, as, as you said, you, your, uh, your season's all finished and all that stuff. But um, looking ahead to, to 2019, are you, are you hoping to continue playing over there? Um, yes, I'm actually uh, working on a cane farm right now. Um, to get my second year extension uh, visa approved because um, I'd like to come come back again for a second year of footy um, and just develop my game more because towards the end of the season I really started um, learning how to play footy and I just had a real real crack at it so you know, technically this was only my third year of rugby league ever um, my first year with the Mayhem I only played four games and then the year after that we only played it's a six game season so I only had you know, virtually 10 games of footy before I ever played um, over here in Australia. So um, the seasons over here go about 16 weeks. So I've definitely learned a lot and improved my game heaps. And so I just want to, you know, play as many games as I possibly can of, of rugby league and just get better and better every time. Yeah, well, good for you. And just on that, you, you're you playing in a competition that is in the catchment area for the Townsville Blackhawks in the Intra Super Cup competition. So if you play your cards right, you possibly could end up playing Intra Super Cup. Yeah, um, that is a possibility. Um, we play heaps of Blackhawks players in the TDRL because they have such a big side and with injuries and guys getting loan out. Um, so how it works in the TDRL, um, Blackhawks players that don't make the uh, initial... 25-man roster. The rest of them get uh, loaned out to the local uh, teams here in the TDRL. So um, we play against Black Ops 24/7, and um, like Maddie Bowen, uh, he was on the Western or not Western Line Central Tigers. Uh, they actually won the cup this year. So I played against Maddie Bowen. Played against heaps of Black Ops players. So the competition is is serious, and they, you know if you play well enough and, and you you do good, obviously, you'll get some looks and, and there's opportunity on the table. Well, that's right. And it certainly sounds like you're doing that because you've been playing, uh, you know, first grade uh, ever since the season started. So, uh, so Andrew, um, it's, been, it's been fun talking with you and uh, good luck with the Latin Heat. And, of course, uh, even, even more, uh, hope to see you playing for the Hawks later on. Yeah, I appreciate you having me. And, and ultimately, that's the goal. So we'll see how the cards play out. And I'll be honored to represent my country one day. So I can't wait. Fingers crossed. And that's a wrap on this episode of the USA Rugby League Show. We sure trust you've enjoyed it. Thanks to our guests, our partners, and thank you for listening. Don't forget to stay tuned for our next podcast. And until then, stay well.